Welcome to our Spotlight bonus episode. If you've ever heard of one of our bonus episodes before, you'll know they're a little different from our normal ones. For example, you may have already noticed there is no usual intro and theme music. Another difference is that we don't create a transcript for this extra content, so listen up. I wanted to do something a little extra with this extra content this time around. Being that this is my coaching session with Frankie Ray, and many of you have never hired a career coach before, I thought it was high time I provide some background on what you're about to hear. In my humble opinion, at least one time during your career's lifespan, you're going to need a coach of some sort. My preference is to hire one regularly, and it doesn't always have to be the same one. Great coaches will specialize in niche areas, and I believe it's our duty to get the best training possible when we can. You're going to make plenty of mistakes as a musicpreneur, and many of them will be necessary mistakes, actions that will teach you more than any book or course can. However, there will be plenty of mistakes that can be avoided with some outside guidance, and that's where a coach comes in. In episode 27, I outline the differences between mentors, coaches, and peers. You can access it by going to therockstaradvocate.com forward slash EP27. The point of the episode was to illustrate the importance of having all three in your sphere of influence. There will be colleagues who have come before you or even people you follow online who start to feel like mentors, those who lend a guiding hand here and there, pass on a helpful opportunity your way, and lead by example. There will also be peers on your level who you collaborate with, share recommendations and lessons learned with, and equally cross-promote to your respective audiences. Coaches, however, serve a bit of a different function. They don't necessarily need to be in your industry, and they're not there for you to model yourself after or to sit and watch and learn. They're there to push you out of your comfort zone, address questions you have about how to strategically grow your career, and their purpose is to empower you to grow into the successful musicpreneur you set out to be. All too often, artists lose their way and immediately wish they could snap their fingers and have a manager. The thing is, most of the hurdles in their way are not ones that would be solved by a manager, or should be solved by a manager, and honestly require a different type of guidance to help strengthen an artist's muscles as an entrepreneur. Everyone's got a role to play. A manager has a very important role, but they're also coming into the picture at a very different time than a coach would. A manager often works on a percentage of your income, so you've got to have regular income to take a percentage of when they work with you. They're also getting involved in the details of your music and focused on amplifying your role as a musician and a performer. A coach, on the other hand, is there to guide you through all of the other aspects that don't necessarily involve your music. The other hats you need to wear, including finding and maintaining a relationship with a manager. I always tell people when asked on podcasts or panels, my biggest mistake running my first two businesses was not hiring a coach. I confused knowing the music industry with knowing entrepreneurship, and they are very different things. I finally acquiesced before starting my third business, The Rockstar Advocate, after realizing I had no clear path to scaling my idea for helping other music professionals. It's one thing to know how you want to serve your audience. It's another thing to know how to operate all of those moving pieces without throwing in the towel and succumbing to the overwhelm and fraud talk. I also always tell people that I've hired many coaches in my time for all different reasons. I look at it as continuing education and ongoing business development. When I get stuck, I look to someone who specializes in a certain area so that I can save time on that emotional roller coaster and see results more easily by skipping over some foolish missteps. 
It's an investment, and sometimes I've paid upwards of $10,000 over time with a coach to learn and grow and push myself out of my comfort zone, and I've made the money back each time. I've also been strategic in hiring one-off sessions with certain coaches to learn specific skill sets or get clarity on certain areas of my business. I've also invested in courses if I know I'm going to need to refer back to this information, and most courses offer lifetime access to their content. Over the last six years, I've worked with mindset coaches, money mindset coaches, graphic design and social media content coaches, course launching coaches, digital ad coaches, manifestation coaches, and even a newsletter coach. Yep, there's a coach for everything. I know it sounds like a lot. Some were much more involved relationships than others, while the rest were short one-lesson teachers. But the difference in having a business that went full-time in six months versus two businesses that I spent years trying to build was hiring help to guide me over the hurdles I was facing and help me see what I was capable of accomplishing. There's a reason I started this podcast. Oftentimes, the mental work of building a sustainable career you love is the biggest hurdle. Therapy is great, and I'm a big fan. But coaching allows you to face what's not working, shift your mindset to where it needs to be, and then take the steps necessary to start working towards your goals. You're about to hear a brief example of a coaching call where I show Frankie what's not working for her to reach her intended goal of building an engaged audience. Please know we are just skimming the surface here to give you a look inside a coaching session. If we took it further, we'd likely follow up with any hurdles she may come across with creating the content we discuss creating balancing the time it takes to make this content with the other demands she's facing in her life, and even how to stay on track should she have trouble staying consistent with the new ideas given to her during our session. I invite you to take a listen and then head on over to the show notes page, therockstaradvocate.com forward slash EP87, and schedule your own free no-obligation call with me to learn more about what coaching can do for you. Even if it's not with me, I'll be happy to recommend you to somebody who I believe can help meet your specific needs. If you feel you're ready to dive into having a coach and seeing a difference in the strides you're making in your career, I've provided a downloadable brochure of my services starting at just $47 a month for weekly accountability and time management support. It doesn't have to cost $10,000 to start working with a coach, but it does take an attitude that is ready to put in the work and show up for change. Are you ready? Let's begin. All right, everyone. Well, we're we're back with Frankie, and she's been brave enough uh, to to do a coaching session with us as a bonus episode. So, Frankie, thank you so much for being back with us. Thank you for having me. And so, you and I have talked a little bit before we recorded this, and you had mentioned about you know clearly as as we we've seen in your interview or as we've heard in your interview, you you definitely know how to book shows for yourself and get out there. But you were mentioning to me, and maybe you can expand on this a little bit for our listeners, you were having a little bit of trouble kind of finding your own brand and your own kind of name for yourself when it comes to, you know, you get those followers from your live shows, but but having your own identity as as an original singer-songwriter and, and having that kind of really resonate with the audience that you're building. So give us a little bit of background on that and how we can help. So my problem is, you know, I, I put a lot of time in, into, you know, my cover shows because they're just so much easier for me to get and, you know, they pay and it's like, I, I just kind of, I put a lot of energy into that, but I feel like a lot of people aren't really, they still don't see me as a singer songwriter. You know, I mean, I've, there's musicians who I've known 
for a long time who are just now, oh, you're on Spotify? Oh, I didn't know you have your own stuff. And I'm like, you know, and I'm trying every day to to post on social media and really, you know, let people know what I do. But I still, you know, I still don't feel like I have a following. I don't, you know, there's a few local artists in the area who, you know, have a following. They can do an original show mm-hmm. in St. Pete, you know, or whatever, and they'll have a bunch of people come out to hear their original music, you know, and I still just don't feel like I've made a name for myself. And yeah, just like what you said, like my own brand or what I do, it's, I'm still kind of figuring all that out. Sure. So if I may give some suggestions from, yeah, from what I've seen online from you and, you know, listening to your songs, you know, I think, and I've seen artists kind of go down your path and and hit the same roadblocks when you've done such a great job at creating an income for yourself that you can do these shows and do these cover shows that allow you to take on the shows that uh, enable you to play your original music and you've mm-hmm. taken the time that this takes time and effort, as you said in our interview, to find these venues, make those relationships, you know, and build from there and kind of uh, spiral out into larger um, opportunities. That all takes time and a lot of foundational groundwork. And now that you've done that, you know, then it becomes, okay, now I've got to not take a step back, but kind of balance it out along with my online brand. Yeah. Because what you've done is you've gotten so good at at creating an opportunity for yourself to play live, even with mixing it with original music opportunities, there's once the fans follow you and they go online, there's not a whole lot of uh, for them to to learn about you once they're online. Right. So for instance, when I go to your Instagram, so you've got a healthy amount of followers there and Yeah. You've got, you do a great job at promoting your shows, but most of your feed are either photos from performing or they're flyers for your upcoming shows. If I didn't know anything about you and I just came to your Instagram page, I know that you do a lot of performing. Like I know that you tour a lot and and play a lot of live Mm -hmm. shows, but that's all I know. And so you know, you, you started with some of the highlights, like I, you've got food and studio fun yeah. and you've, you've highlighted, you know, playing at Nam, which is amazing. Mm. So it's there, but some of the things that I think might be lacking, um, in terms of allowing people to really know you as a singer songwriter are things like, for instance, your bio says for all show dates, check out the website, yeah. which is a great call action. And you've got your brave there that it was released last year, mm-hmm. but I would, I would really like to see a bit more of like a mini bio or we call it like a 15 second story. It might say like, I mean, there are different ways you can go about doing this, but you could do something like, you know, Joni Mitchell meets Alanis Morissette with a 21st century vibe or like, you know, and I'm literally, I'm pulling that out of my butt. I'm sure you can come up with something much better, but get the idea. But but where you kind of give like a formula where you paint a picture of taking and it, it, they don't have to be two singer song two female singer songwriters either but taking you know what one of my clients a few years ago I, I tell him I always use this example is he had in his bio a few years back it was if Bob Dylan and Tupac went on an acid trip together. <laughs> um, and what that told me was well number 1 that's so random that I want to know what his music sounds like, but it's also informative enough that I know, okay, he focuses on lyrics because both of those artists were very known for their lyrics. 
But also, like, he's got the singer-songwriter vibe of a Bob Dylan. But Tupac, it's, like, it's very soulful. It's got some hip-hop, like, you know, heavier rhythms to it. So I'm like, I already then kind of have an understanding of what I can expect. But I'm also, do I know what I will expect? You know, you want to pique their interest. You also want to ground them in something that they already know. Because as much as we love new music, as you yourself have seen, you know, playing cover shows versus original music, people like what they know. And people, as weird as it is, are afraid to listen to new things because they don't know it. They can't sing along yet. They don't know if, what if they don't like it? Oh my goodness. That might waste 30 seconds of their time. Yeah, exactly. Um, What if I don't like that song? Yeah. I always tell artists, when you say new music out now, listen here, it's almost like opening up the door to a very dark room and saying, come on inside and play with me. And like, yeah. that sounds super creepy. So you want to just yeah, put a flashlight does. on and say, like, come on in. Like here, you can see, I'm giving you a little preview of what you can expect. You'll know that it's a safe room. It's a room you'll probably like. It's a room that you'll feel, yeah. you know, you belong in. You know, yeah. So okay. you just want to turn the lights on a little bit. That's great. Yeah, I love so that. So I think the I think a little tweak around that would go well for your bio and then for your highlights and the, and the, the types of things you post. I love, like, I love the graphics and the different flyers that you post and it's super clear when the shows are. And, you know, I I see too many people promote stuff and you can't even tell from the flyer, like when and where is this happening? What it is. yeah, yeah, so you're really great at posting that. And I love some of the, the photos from your performances But I think if you mix in and maybe leave this about 30 or 40 percent of your posts and in the and the others kind of mix in, you know, and use these with your highlights, too. Like you've got food, studio fun, like Mm -hmm. come up with four to five themes. I always got to shout out my girl, Arielle Hyde of Cyber PR on this, because this is a big part of what she teaches four to five themes that really round you out as a person. So. For instance, like when you're not doing music, what are some of the other things that you really enjoy? Food. <laughs> there's a, yeah, there's a bunch of them. Uh, food, animals, animals. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. Food, animals, art for sure. Mm. Cause I was an art history awesome. major. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So like, that's really interesting because you know what we also forget when we promote ourselves is that the things you have there now are really great for when, say, I'm somebody sitting at a cubicle and I would have loved to be a performer, but I'm not. And, and getting to watch you perform is like really cool. But at the same time, as much as I need that, I also need to feel like I can relate to you. And because you're living my dream that I don't get to live, I feel really inspired by that, but I don't feel connected to it. So me as a fan, I need something else to feel connected to. Oh, I love animals too. You love animals? That's awesome. Me too. And now I feel like I can be inspired by you, but I can connect to you too because we like the same things. Yeah, so definitely. You yeah. you want to inspire them as much as you want to connect with them. So being able to ha- promote your shows and promote all the things that somebody else only wishes they could do, but also have something in there like next time you go to the zoo or next time you take a picture of maybe a pet or an animal you see on the street, or uh, a meme, or a funny shared content of, you know, 
any of those bajillion, you know, animal videos that are out there or food, you know, what you had for breakfast, or if you like to meal prep, or if you tried a new restaurant, or, you know, if you had a bad day sharing like what your comfort food is, or, you know, sharing all of that really rounds you out as a person. And because you're a singer songwriter, and your lyrics are very personal, it also then is simultaneously allowing them to to hear to to get a glimpse of who you are as an artist because who you are as an artist is who you are as a person and yeah. and these are pieces of you and your stories so now you're just rounding out the stories for them yeah definitely oh that's great yeah yeah like and something to connect exactly. to exactly you know? like yeah. because you're giving them all the aspirational inspirational stuff but you're just happen to be missing the more like hey I'm just like you. Like, yeah, I play these shows and I'm, you know, I'm glad that you get inspired by this, but I'm also like, we have something we can talk about because they might not be able to, you know, people also, when they go to comment on things, just as, you know, have you ever gotten stuck writing a caption and you're like, I'm not really sure what to say? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So people feel the same way when they go to leave a comment. And so if you make it real easy for them to like connect when, when it's something as like, like a dog meme, it's like, oh my God, that's super cute. Like now they know what to say. Oh my God, that's super cute. <laughs> but when it's like something that yeah, they- Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's just, yeah. It just makes it easier for them to engage. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. See, I've, and I've always been not the best at that, you know, cause I always just, I mean, I know it's important to post every day. Sure. You know, and I kind of just think, okay, well, you know, I play every day, so I guess I'll just tell right. them. But I guess, yeah, if they don't have like a reason, it, the reason would be wanting to hear me play. But like, still, if they don't know who I am, it's like, right. there are so many other girls that play guitar just like me that are, you know what I mean? So it's like, right. well, how do I, do I know you? Like, can I connect with you? When exactly. I listen to your music, am I going to identify with something? Yeah, exactly. I totally get it. And it allows also, you know, like I know that your music has been played in so many different places and you've gotten radio play and you, you know, your, your music has gotten out to different regions where maybe they can't make those shows, but now they can still get to know you, even though, you know, like I'm sure when you play live, you allow the audience to get to know you a little bit. And that's why, like when you mentioned, you know, Oh my God, I went home and they all followed me on Instagram. Yeah. Because you connected with them, but if they don't yeah, get definitely. to live, yeah, then social media is where is where they'll get to connect with you. Right, yeah. right. And I'm also I, I think I need to get better about going live on either Instagram or Facebook. Um, I've heard that Instagram is a good place to go live now. So I think I, I need to get better about going live on there too to try to you know connect with people who are sitting totally. at home on their phones. You know, totally. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I I really think that that can be very beneficial, even if it's, you know, you've got a gig that night and maybe you're not going to have an opportunity to set up a tripod or have someone film it while you're playing live. But, you know, an hour before you head to that show, just in your living room, like setting up a phone and being like, you know what, guys, I have got a gig tonight. But, um, you know, since I can't take you with me right now, I'm just going to play a few songs and and you can watch me warm up or watch me practice. Yeah. For the show. You know, yeah, what, that's great. And just the key there is just about being consistent. So if you decide, you know, if you're like Tuesdays at a particular time work good for you, try to do it every Tuesday then or build some consistency. Or even if you have to switch the days, if you do it every week, try to really do it every week, then people will be able to kind of put their foot down and, and trust it like, oh, okay, this is worth my investment because she's coming back. She's going to 
she's going to do this more. Okay, let me let me make this something that I put on my calendar and and set my notifications on or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. I love that. That's all good stuff for sure. Awesome. I love your YouTube. Like I love you've got some really great performances in there. And I just noticed, you know, with playlists, because you do so many covers and so many, you have such a range of covers. I know we spoke about it in our interview, you know, you've done everything from like No Diggity to, to Joni Mitchell covers. And, you know, you, you've got such a great catalog. Another way to, for people to get to know you is to create video playlists. Now they could be either the original videos of those artists and you can also add in your own uh, video uh, performances of those cover songs um, and then add in performances of your original songs that might be have a similar topic uh, lyrically or have a similar mood or have a similar, you know, if, if certain, say, Joni Mitchell inspired you to write a particular song, maybe do you have a playlist that has a cover of her song, her original and your song, you know, your song that she inspired, um, you know, stuff like that. Because again, it then pulls people in, especially like SEO wise with search engine optimization. People are looking for Joni Mitchell. Now your playlist has come up in a search. And then as they play the playlist, your original music is in there. Same thing on Spotify, like creating playlists where you mix in your own originals with other similar artists and other artists who inspire you. That helps kind of, again, wade people in to like your original stuff because you're saying to them, hey, if you like this, you're going to love this too. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. But otherwise, I mean, like you're killing it. You've got, you've got a great vibe to you. I love your, your videos on your website. You're very inviting and, and you're great at at letting people in and talking to them. And I just think, you know, doing, keep doing that. (laughs) Keep, keep. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Keep, keep doing the thing. That's a whole nother part of the job. You know, it's, that's a whole job in itself. So it's something you just got to keep working toward, you know? Well, and I think that's it. It's like, you know, you've put your focus on the live performing and you've got that, you're sustaining that. And so now you're just going to pivot a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's amazing. And now you're just kind of now it's like baking. It's like you, you've mixed these ingredients and now you're folding in the next few ingredients and you're just building. So how does that feel? Is there anything, anything else that we might've missed or that you want to go back to, or how are you feeling about it? That, that all, I mean, it all makes sense. It's just, you know, getting people to, you know, take an interest in me and actually want to, you know, come out to my shows and hear me. It's, it's that, but they can't do that if they don't know who I am. You know what I mean? So all of that stuff, you know, creating my own story, you know, adding a little bit more personal touch on my posts and everything like that. Like that's all super important. I'm definitely going to start doing you know, more of that for sure. That's really the only missing piece. You know, it's like, it's, it's easy to, to feel downtrodden or, or feel like, what am I doing wrong? Like, are, you know, why don't they want to hear my music? But it, it really is just like you said, like, oh yeah, they need to know who I am. And that's, that gets overlooked because there's so many other pieces that you need to focus on as an artist that sometimes it takes an outside perspective to, to see that. So no, you're, you're doing it and you'll continue to do it. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for all the advice. It's really great. I love, I love what you do. <laughs> My pleasure. Well, th- thank you for allowing us to share this with our listeners because they can learn from it too. And, and I know they've already learned a ton from, from everything that you shared with us in our interview in the previous episode. So 
Thanks for letting us put you in the hot seat. And I really appreciate your time. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. I had a lot of fun. I definitely uh, look forward to keeping in touch with you and, you know, following your advice. <laughs> awesome. I, I look forward to seeing everything that you do from, from here on out. And uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to this extra special bonus episode. In these times of uncertainty, it's important to remember that you're not alone and you don't have to figure this all out on your own. Schedule a free call today and let's get you back on track to building that career you're meant to have in order to impact that audience who's waiting to hear from you. Go to bit.ly forward slash Suz15, that's S-U-Z-1-5, and pick a time that works for you. It's that simple. Talk soon.